everybody to another episode of into the universe uh we've got some exciting updates hey brandon i I think your uh your mic went out there for a second man can you hear me now yeah you're all good awesome awesome yeah well we're really excited for uh everyone to join on this uh episode of into the universe we've got a special guest from rocket pool one of the leading uh, ethereum staking derivative uh platforms and also they've got a, a whole suite of products outside of that as well so really a lot of exciting things coming out of that we're excited to be introducing a lot of these eth- uh staking derivatives to the cosmos ecosystem um, so obviously we want to turn it over to uh, Maverick um, as soon as possible. But before that, uh, why don't we just run through some of the UMI updates? So Waz, do you want to give us an update on where uh, OHO is with its org? Yeah, uh, most recent update for uh, for OHO is we just uh, posted a proposal on Condex mainnet to uh, to have a contract deployed there. Uh, we're going to be adding assets uh, over the next few weeks, probably about four assets per week. And then uh, we have our sites set for Archway next up. So uh, OHO is kind of just uh, deploying around the ecosystem, and uh, I'm excited to see it. That's about it from uh, from our side. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, on the UMI side, we're gearing up to release um, sort of a long-awaited feature called Credit Swaps. And so what Credit Swaps is is basically being able to um, have a marketplace where you can use any extended leverage that you have left over to basically perform liquidations automatically. So um, similar to any like auction sites for any liquidations that you can see through the UI, uh, very similar to that. But the key difference here is that you can actually use leverage um, to actually get those liquidations going. And so it really opens up a lot of capital efficiency for the liquidation process and it really democratizes it as well. You don't have to run a bot. You don't have to run anything special. Um, you can just do it all through the UI, and if you've got the extra leverage, uh, you can make some extra profit through those liquidation rewards. So definitely something to keep an eye on. Um, we've also recently released our incentives module, so anyone that wants to put any external incentives on any of the assets that we list is free to do so. We've got a couple campaigns planned for that coming up, so stay tuned for that. Um, but with that being said, why don't we go ahead and turn it over to Maverick? Maverick, uh, we're really excited to have you guys on from Rocket Pool. Uh, would love if you could just give yourself a quick intro and, and what you do at Rocket Pool. Hey guys, thanks for having me. Uh, so, quick intro I am Rocket Pool's marketing lead. I've been with the protocol for just over a year now. It's been a pretty busy year. There's been a lot going on in the world of liquid staking. Obviously, we've had uh, the merge, which is kind of a big deal. We've had withdrawals a bit, uh, enabled. And for this year, 2023, uh, staking and liquid staking in particular has been a bit of a prominent theme in the Ethereum ecosystem. Uh, my background before coming to Rocket Pool was actually in the corporate marketing world. Um, I worked in the aviation industry for 
um, airline, airport, and uh, also in consultancy roles. Uh, looking forward to chatting with you guys today about um, about Rockable. Yeah, absolutely. So I think a lot of folks are familiar with um, our ETH and some of the offerings that you guys have put out there. Would love for you, just in your own words, to describe like what is sort of Rocket Pools' mission and how do you think it kind of stands out uh, across the board from other like um, liquid staking providers? So Rocket Pool is quite unique in that it is um, the leading decentralized liquid staking protocol for Ethereum. The other liquid staking protocols you may be aware of, um, none of the other um, major protocols uh, will let just anyone run a node. So with Rocket Pool, that is possible. We like to say that anyone can be a node operator. It is fully permissionless. Um, no matter who you are, where you are in the world, uh, you are um, enabled and supported to participate in Ethereum's proof-of-stake system. And we believe that is essential because after the merge, um, when Ethereum moved from proof-of-work to proof-of-stake, uh, it's staking that helps to secure the blockchain, um, helps to ensure that it remains credibly neutral and uh, free of censorship. So it's more than just earning a reward on your ETH. You are um, a core part of Ethereum's really ongoing viability and we believe that that should be done in a way that is decentralized as possible we're quite unique in that in that mission um since 2016 rocket pool has been building um in alignment with these core values of ethereum so um anyone can take part it's also uh there's also a liquid staking component of the protocol as well so that is um, still very popular. Holding RES means that you are essentially um, passively staking, you're liquid staking. Um, and yeah, there's other uh, opportunities as we'll get into later today to use that liquid staking token uh, in DeFi. And that's um, a long and, and growing list. Now that, that's awesome to hear. And I, I've, kind of been following the rocket pool journey especially over the last uh, couple of years just because the growth has been immense i mean it's, it's really cool to see a more decentralized offering especially i mean in the in the cosmos ecosystem that's kind of the major focus here and that's one of the reasons we wanted to prioritize rocket ETH, um, over some of the other options as well so definitely really excited to list you guys as a collateral option on umi i think this is uh kind of one of the ways we can bridge the gap between ecosystems but um, in, in sort of your own experience, I, I know that with Cosmos and sort of the decentralized aspect of everything, um, sometimes that can have some unique challenges. So do you, do you guys have any unique challenges that come from your approach? Any, I, I think we can all see the benefits, but are, are there any sort of challenges that you guys face? Yeah, absolutely. That is a good question. So first of all, building a decentralized liquid staking protocol is not easy. Um, we... We, we really hope that there um, will be other protocols out there that will move towards decentralization. There is a lot of um, work being done, but oh, sorry, but yeah, um, Rocket Pool has been building for what, six plus years now um, and being completely permissionless does have unique challenges. Part of that is the requirement for node operators to put up collateral. So usually if you want to participate in Ethereum's proof of stake system, 
you need 32 ETH. So that's a minimum requirement for a single validator. Um, and that is quite a lot of money. Um, even if you have uh, a whole lot of ETH, you might not want to contribute such um, a large chunk of your portfolio uh, to staking. But Rocket Pool makes um, that barrier to entry a lot lower. So uh, originally, the protocol launched with what we called 16 ETH mini pools. So instead of 32 ETH, um, the node operator would just have to contribute 16 ETH uh, in addition to some RPL tokens. So RPL is um, is the Rocket Pool protocol token. Uh, now there's an 8 ETH option as well. So um, we're lowering that barrier uh, while it's safe to do so. In the future, there's a decent chance there will be um, there will be other options, perhaps four ETH, perhaps two one day. Um, that is that is something unique to a protocol managing that collateral side of things. Um, the protocol upgrade that we released earlier in the year uh, enabled these smaller eight ETH validators or, or mini pools, as we call them, and that is really. Um, that was a, a major catalyst for Rocket Pool's growth. So we expect that to be the case uh, in the future, but it will require additional research, additional development work. Um, but we see it as um, essential decentralization um, and having permissionless node operators. It's one of those things that may not matter to a lot of people until it does. Uh, unfortunately, we've seen uh, over the past year and a bit that there's significant risks in um, having aspects of centralization when you're trusting a small group of people uh, to manage funds. That's not really the purpose of blockchain technology. That's not why a lot of us are here. Uh, and if that's the case, then we may as well just be participating in a more traditional financial system, really. So um, thankfully, with over 3,000 node operators, there is a very active protocol DAO a lot of um, great members of, of that, that community who are helping um, not only to provide governance, but um, market leading research and development. Uh, so yeah, it's a pretty it's a pretty exciting protocol to be a part of. Um, there's, there's always a lot going on. And right now, um, the next major upgrade is being worked on and that will provide some additional decentralization. Um, we're always trying to push the boundary as much as technology will allow us. Um, but there are yeah some other aspects when it comes to how our governance and certain um, aspects of the protocol function um, where yeah some of the advancements in zero knowledge proofs uh, may help us to provide some additional layers of um, of, of security there so yeah um, it's, a, it's a good question something that um, we do have to kind of manage but one that rocket board does have a lot of expertise at this point um, and doing successfully. So it's really awesome to see. I mean, a lot of the focus with like, especially with like the Ethereum LST market is around sort of the centralization aspect. You have Lido having a huge amount of market share. So it's just really cool to see you guys sort of um, have taking like a really opposite approach and really decentralizing first and foremost, because it's not an easy approach like you mentioned, but it's, it's really cool to see you guys taking on that mantle. The staking aspect, but what are some of the other aspects of Rocket Pools that you're that you're really excited about? I know it's a pretty big protocol, 
Um, and, the, and it's got a pretty grand vision as well, along with the decentralization aspect of it. But what are some of the other aspects that maybe folks don't know about um, that are outside of like our ETH? Uh, yeah, so for the RE side, um, in the past six months or so, there's been an increasing list of DeFi integrations. Um, the whole point of having a liquid staking token. So if you don't want to run a node, you can just deposit ETH with the protocol. You can simply swap ETH for RETH and hold RETH. The power of RETH is, as well as those passive rewards that it earns, um, liquid staking tokens in general and RETH in particular, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's got a long and growing list of DeFi integrations. So the whole point, as the name suggests, a liquid staking token is to be liquid. So um, it can be traded on secondary markets. You can buy and sell it. Um, you can essentially treat it almost as if it was ETH itself, but um, but a version of ETH that earns the staking rewards. So you could go and deposit uh, in the, that RETH into a protocol. Um, you could take out a loan, uh, but what would be unique is that the asset you're putting up as collateral is earning commission. So usually when you take out a loan, just in general in the, in the TradFi world, um, you're probably going to be charged potentially quite a high uh, interest rate. But if you're using a liquid staking token as collateral to, to acquire a loan, uh, it's possible that that interest rate might be zero because the, the interest is offset by staking rewards or it even could be negative and it could end up being a loan that repays itself. So in this area, there is, um, uh, yeah, as I said before, a, a long and increasing list but it really does seem that liquid staking right now is one area that's pushing the the boundaries of what can be done um, in DeFi, and that's pretty exciting to see. No, absolutely, and and especially for us being a, a leverage focused app chain, is it's it's a huge focus is like leverage staking. Um, those strategies are some of the most popular in the Cosmos ecosystem, just like with Ethereum. And I guess uh, one of my questions would be just on the cross-chain aspect of it, um, where do you guys see most of your liquidity actually flowing? Is it ma mainly on mainnet still, or are the L2s kind of catching up? Where, where do you guys see most of the rocket pools um, are ETH being used? So right now it is mainnet, yes. Um, the protocol DAO that I mentioned earlier they're responsible for managing Rocket Pool's liquidity and L2 strategy. So um, historically, as far as L2s go, Optimism has been the strongest. It is just a small portion of the total liquidity, um, but but yeah, um, Optimism has been has been quite popular. Followed by Arbitrum, so that's catching up quite quickly. Um, there's now kind of almost equivalent liquidity to optimism um but there is um a lot of l2s out there and others such as zk sync era um and the, the polygon options and that's something that the protocol DAO is looking into more i think right now um one of the benefits of the current market conditions of course is that gas is relatively low still so um you know it's one thing to be to be enjoying the current uh transaction fees but there's a pretty good chance that in the not too distant future um we'll bet we'll look back fondly on this time when you know gas is back in the triple digits so i think at that point it's um it's pretty likely that um 
that there may be an increased importance um, placed on L2s. So just recently, a chain link price feed was enabled for RETH on Optimism, um, and that has kind of unlocked uh, or starting to unlock uh, another wave of integrations on Optimism. Um, of course, in the world of DeFi, for many integrations, there is a requirement for that chain link price feed. And not all liquid staking tokens have this, and um, certainly not on not necessarily on every chain. Rocket Pool has had um, that on mainnet for a while now, but I'm um, just catching up on L2s. So potentially we can see that acting as another catalyst in the future. Um, but but overall, a lot of what Rocket Pool does is really just focus on mainnet. I guess that's because at the end of the day, um, it's so foundational to the concept of um, of ETH staking, right? Especially for the node operators um, and the RPL token that I mentioned earlier. All of that is done entirely on mainnet, so there's not such an importance on L2s. But of course, for liquid staking, part of the part of the benefit is um, the ease at which you can just pop into and out of RETH, and that is a lot easier to do on um, on L2s. No, that that's absolutely correct, and yeah, it's it's something that we're really interested in as well. Just being an app chain, like following the flow of liquidity it, it really does seem like it, you know it always starts on mainnet flows to l2s and then eventually it comes to like the all other alt networks and and stuff like that so really really interesting stuff um i'm curious so we have on our agenda the nexus mutual uh investment did you want to talk a little bit to uh some of that information as well their investment into rocket pool yeah sounds good so that grew out of um a uh, great initiative from the Rocket Pool DAO. So um, some members had um, had been trying to promote, uh, first of all, some protocols or DAOs that may be liquid staking, um, but concentrated in a single asset to, uh, first of all, diversify. Um, that's a, a pretty common topic uh, and strategy within TradFi, essentially just not holding all your eggs in one basket. Uh, and second, to diversify and help support protocols um, that are as decentralized as possible, removing some of that um, centralization risk. Uh, and secondly, there may be um, protocols and DAOs out there that are not liquid staking yet. So they have an opportunity to put their ETH to work, to participate in the proof of stake system, to help to secure the blockchain. Um, of course, as I as I said before, that's kind of... Um, uh, a logical a logical step if you have ETH to to use it to help to keep um, the the blockchain as decentralized as possible. So from that initiative, um, there were uh, a few DAOs that made the the leap into RETH, and um, Nexus Mutual was one of the largest. So they executed a uh, swap using CalSwap. I believe ninety percent, ninety five percent plus. Um, was staked directly with the protocol, and then a small amount was exchanged on um, on secondary markets. And yeah, we're hoping to see this um, uh, this increase in the future. We really believe that um, staking is so uh, key to Ethereum's continued um, growth and, and success and viability that it is possible uh, that, it's, that it's ideal to do it in a way that's as decentralized as possible. But for uh, for DAOs in particular, it it can be tricky. Um, I haven't really seen uh, 
a good example of a DAO running a node because unfortunately there is a need to trust someone um, with that node as in the, the hardware component, the, the part that's um, in real life. You can't have, um, you know, <laughs> uh, you can't have computer hardware in, in a multi-sig. Um, whereas for liquid staking, it's, it's quite straightforward. So that does provide a, a great solution for, um, for, for DAOs to stake. No, absolutely. And, and who knows how close we are to like an actual like artificially intelligent like node infrastructure. Like that would be pretty sick and would really take the DAO and, um, infrastructure to another level. So maybe that's maybe that's down the line, but really, really intriguing, intriguing stuff. And um, definitely, definitely inviting everybody to, you know, check out more about um, from Maverick and, and Rocket Pool. Definitely. There's they're one of the more innovative um, solutions, especially with regard to LSTs and, and everything that has to involve with staking. I mean, just the decentralization aspect is such a, a, a commendable act um, and, and such a cool mission to have. Uh, we're kind of winding down, um, so we're going to open it up to community questions from here. Uh, Waz, do you, do you have any for us? Yeah, we, we've got a couple, uh, you know, first up, um, I mean, I, I think we've talked a little bit about some of the basic ideas around LSTs and why it's important um, in every ecosystem, especially in Ethereum. Um, but what, one of the questions is, what's what's a unique use case of LSTs that people might, might not uh, be thinking about? You know, I, I think about sort of lending strategies and different uh, trading strategies that people can do with REITs that they might not be able to do otherwise. Um, but is there anything unique or uh, something special you've seen in these ecosystems kind of uh, developing that you didn't really expect to see? I guess the self-repaying uh, loan is one uh, that we've already mentioned, but another one would be um, the way that a liquid staking token can be leveraged or looped um as so long as uh, an lst is earning more in rewards than the cost of um uh borrowing eth it's possible to for example deposit um our ETH with a protocol and um receive eth in return so essentially borrow eth um historically that that rate has been pretty low it's been pretty easy to acquire eth and of course, with ETH, um, one thing you can do with it, as we know, as we've been discussing, is you could stake it. So um, you can start setting up a loop whereby um, by borrowing ETH, staking ETH to get our ETH and depositing that back into a protocol, um, you can set up what's known as hyperstaking. And it is a way to um, uh, yeah, essentially hold a leverage position from a given amount of um, initial capital you can increase your staking yield, your staking rewards this way. And um, if you do this lending through a, um, uh, a decentralized platform, um, it's you, you don't need to necessarily, for example, open leverage long positions with a, with a centralized exchange or a, um, a platform that's more conducive to trading. Of course, there, um, as with anywhere in crypto, when you do talk about increased um, rewards, uh, there's usually some kind of increased uh, risks. So when you are running a node, when you are liquid staking, it's not possible to be liquidated. But if you're talking about leveraging up, then that does become a risk. Um, most liquid staking tokens, as the name implies, are highly liquid. They're traded on secondary markets. If, um, if that price does drop for whatever reason, it is rare 
and Rocket Pool has proven to be highly resilient. Um, but other tokens, not so much. And around a year ago, with the um, volatility in the market, uh, some of them, um, I guess we, we use the term de-pegged. It's not really a pegged asset, um, but it deviated below its reference price. Uh, so that is something to look out for at the end of the day. There's never, there's never a free lunch. But um, this hyperstaking is um, quite interesting. One other topic is restaking. So this is something that's um, a little bit uh, more, I guess, out there. It's, it's more technical. And it is something that people are excited about, but is still very early. Um, and it's the concept of um, staking is, is, is one thing. But is it possible to um, leverage a, a network of decentralized nodes to perform other tasks? And I guess I don't... In this context, I'm not using the word leverage as in um, um, like holding a leverage position, but essentially use the decentralized infrastructure to support other things. For example, um, there could be implications when it comes to offering Oracle services or um, offering um, or offering uh, or providing like governance uh, services. So it's possible in the future that someone running a node, someone staking um, with Rocket Pool or with a 32 node may be able to participate in this kind of restaking network um, and they could have multiple duties and in, in multiple income streams both um, uh, the kind of base uh, role of supporting the proof of stake system but potentially other things on top so in that sense i guess it's good to see that um, at, at some point it's possible that we'll reach kind of a, a critical mass of um, of staking um, there's only there's only so much ETH that you know most days decreases every day, but um, that's not the end of the road. There's there's restaking, which um, is um, is pretty exciting as well. So always something going on in the world of liquid staking. Yeah, I mean it, it makes a lot of sense when you see um, the the whole point of this is uh, increasing capital efficiency in crypto. So um, it makes sense. You see a lot of different ways that uh, it can kind of surprise you. So. That's awesome to hear. Um, our, our second and uh, I think final community question here. Uh, you know, you, you guys are in the Ethereum ecosystem. I'm, I'm sure you're aware of the, the most recent curve hack uh, that people are talking about. W what are your thoughts on the curve hack and uh, sort of its impact on the ecosystem? Uh, this is a good question as well. So uh, a couple of days ago, um, or at least when, when this hack happened, uh, some of us in um, in the Rockable community were very excited because one of the node operators um, was lucky enough to score a lottery block, as we call it. So there's a there's a chance um, every node operator has um, that they may be maybe receiving a quite significant reward. Uh, there's different income streams for for staking. Um, a little bit technical, and I know we're going towards the end of the call, but essentially um, the revenue that a node operator gets, it is um, shared with liquid stakers, and it can be shared elsewhere within the protocol. But in the single um, in the single block, so obviously Ethereum, block every 12 seconds, um, in just one block, I think it was 253 ETH was earned, which is obviously a massive amount. Um, and we were excited until we realized where that had come from. And that was part of the entire um, Curve ecosystem hack. So a little bit um, a little bit bittersweet there, um, but 
it did provide a bit of a, a, an earnings boost to the Rocketball protocol. So kind of a first-hand um, link there with Rocketball. It could be worse, though. Um, Rocketball, the, I, I mentioned earlier, the, the Dow manages um, Rocketball's liquidity. Um, they historically have never really done much with Curve. So Rocketball was not really affected um, in any significant way, um, which is... I guess, a good thing for the protocol. But obviously, um, for DeFi and Ethereum in general, um, yeah, not not great to see. I guess at the end of the day, what it does do is it provides even more kind of emphasis and importance on a safety-first approach. And that is something that, well, first of all, um, everyone says they do it, and there's always going to be some element of risk when it comes to anything in the world of Ethereum. Um, but Rockable does have uh, an extremely good track record of moving slowly, moving very carefully. Um, sometimes it can be viewed as too cautious, but usually by moving slow, we are actually, at the end of the day, um, we're able to move fast because as we've talked about before, um, staking is key to uh, Ethereum's continued viability. Um, decentralized staking is not easy to do. Um, but Rocketpool is unique in having the track record of um, of of getting it done in a, a safe and secure way. Uh, touch wood. So yeah, I suppose um, that is one of the main takeaways. But also perhaps um, important that staking doesn't rely on a single protocol because um, at the end of the day, nobody's perfect. Nobody's completely immune. There'll always be some kind of risk there. Um, if it was a single protocol that essentially was responsible for keeping proof of stake going and that protocol had a major fault, then we could be in trouble. Uh, we could be in a lot of trouble. But um, Rocketpool and some other protocols out there have taken a step to um, essentially say that the protocol will self-limit. So in the case where um, Rocketpool was gaining huge amounts of market share, at a certain point, steps will be taken to stop that growth because um, the protocol DAO believes that it's in um, their best interest to not pose a risk to Ethereum. Unfortunately, that isn't always the case. Uh, there are people out there that think um, this isn't important and that they are um, just going to go for growth at any cost. We've yeah, seen all too often in the past um, that this can have uh, significant um it can present significant risks. And I guess just hoping that with the amount of um, DeFi solutions that are being built up on top of liquid staking, with um, the growth of Ethereum staking in general, hopefully that one day this doesn't create um, um, this, this risk that, that this uh, approach that other protocols are taking doesn't create a significant risk to Ethereum. So fingers crossed. Um, we're hoping that other protocols who are... Um, who are working towards decentralization managed to get to a, a similar state to rocket pool. Um, that's what we believe is critical to a healthy Ethereum. Um, but yeah, not easy, not easy to do it in a way that's safe and secure. Um, fingers crossed. Yeah. It's, it's always hard when you're trying to balance building an ecosystem that can sort of be self-sustainable while also uh, making sure that it's not really you know, house of cards where everything kind of impacts everything else. I mean, you guys saw it firsthand with Curve, how that can happen. So 
Um, awesome to see that you guys are sort of trying to uh, make sure that everything is independently verifiable and uh, and works of its own accord. Um, as for that, that's the end of our community questions. Brandon, I'll, uh, I'll give it back to you to, to close this out, man. Yeah, on that note, I'd like to make a special announcement that we're going to be uh, launching the Curve Marketplace. So if you have any CRV that you want to use as collateral, uh, bring it over to Umi. No, I'm just kidding, guys. We're going to be launching um, our ETH uh, as a collateral option coming up soon, uh, as well as a couple of the other different uh, LSTs. But definitely stay safe out there. Um, and that's that's obviously our major priority. That's why we want to work with the centralized protocols like our uh, like Rocket Pools, because obviously they're they're one of the best out there. And we really want to take that decentralized stance as well. So definitely keep an eye out there. Waz and the OHO team should have a price feed ready to go probably by um, the end of next week. And so we're really excited to get that launch. But yeah, Maverick, just wanted to uh, toss it over to you. Do you have any uh, last minute um talk and last minute uh things to add any any socials you want to plug or anything like that uh yeah i probably should thanks uh, so another thing that's unique about rocket pool um with the thousands of node operators uh, comes a pretty large and active community so if anyone has any questions about uh, liquid staking in general or rocket pool in particular the rocket pool discord is a great place to go uh, so you can find that link from the website rocketpool.net um, from the Twitter account, rocket underscore pool, or you can go direct to the link discord.gg slash rocket pool. Uh, so not only is it the largest uh, liquid staking community out there, it's larger than all of the others put together. There is uh, a lot of smart people, a lot of experienced people. Any questions you have, just jump into the Discord. They'll be more than happy to answer. And it's also a great place to stay up to date with everything happening in the rocket pool ecosystem. Um, there is a community member who puts out a daily video of everything happening in the Rockpool world. So there's a lot going on. It can, can be um, potentially a little bit confusing, overwhelming, um, complex, but um, uh, the community in there will um, be more than happy to help you out. Absolutely. And uh, like, like Maverick mentioned, if you want to get more involved in the community, please reach out to them. Um, they're a really responsive team and they they have one of the most active communities out of all of the greatest protocols. So definitely uh, stay tuned on them. Follow Rocket Pool, follow Maverick. But yeah, th thanks everybody for joining us again. That was another episode of Into the Umiverse. Uh, join us next week for another um, exciting guest and uh, another great talk. Thanks everybody. Take care. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works and we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt. We rape them under the earth. Sit and wonder about the worth and plate. Ring around the rosy while the thunder Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless Trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets Dead ants dragging out the max amount of payments Red down days got them acting all bankless Yo fam, what? Check these tokenomics They probing this bear, flexing broken honest I had to lay my soul down, I'm just roasting honest And then to end a long day, 11 bowls of chronic Never known the politic, I was born to frolic It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top We like to make their velocity before they hit rock bottom over the impossible loss it's all moss and i'm liking the odds bond doing the morning forming mycological bonds flick the cap though the road is highly involved flip a coin diary falls motherfuckers screaming out loud looking for mercy before they find themselves working a corner down in jersey what could be worse misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality
the teeth stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works, and we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt. We rape and plunder the earth, sit and wonder about the worth and play. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lace stacked in non toxic just to get a better place. Smacking on the hostage like the shit is played for keeps. Clowns, white knight, and all these Maybellines. They call it implausible when model after model keeps on ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats. Tearing apart your community, all these low hanging fruits bearing zero liquidity. Got a planet in reach, coming standard to each. I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege. Commanding all the management to grab a few seats and then we'll round up the beasts and send a messenger east. Y'all better sign a release when I'm bumping these beats. Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets. Yo, we got a few dubs, we got a couple defeats. And if you're coming for the king, you better have some of each. Motherfuckers, fuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality stuck in the verbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works and we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt. We rape and plunder the earth, sit and wonder about the worth and play. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Spaces. Spaces.